0: hello and welcome in to another episode of farm to fame my name is kelsey winger that is pete moylan and that is our captain oh our captain clark kent maddie mats anybody want to try to guess whose autograph this is i
1: was just gonna say i was just gonna ask who it was uh that looks like chris bryant
0: are you serious dude I guess I can see the K, the B and the T and the Y. That was really impressive I just a though. Stab. I was not I took a expecting stab. you to be able to get that that quickly.
1: Did you see my pop chips episode of my taste testing? Did you happen to see that already? I didn't see There's that one. Released. Oh,
0: but pop chips are so good.
1: I don't know that they were are they were pop corners or I think I don't Yeah, know pop corners are so good. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh so I was so confident in that too. So I just feel like I if you ooze confidence. 40% of the time you will get it, half the time.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's hitting 400 in baseball. That's right. Um, this, I haven't talked to like either of you guys on We Zoom haven't seen each other. In so long. I know. In a month. And I feel like I need to give a disclaimer off the top of the show that Casey and I are renovating our bathroom right now. So our contractor is currently working, so you might hear some very loud noises. Um, that's the only life update that I have. Peter, mm. how is Australia?
1: Australia's going good. Family's still here. It's been amazing. Uh, Christmas was incredible. It's the first time the family had been together in almost eight years.
0: Are you talking Mandy and Leilani are up there? Or what are you Mandy saying? Mandy
1: and Leilani are still here in, in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Christmas was everybody. The whole one side of the family.
0: Wow. There
1: was 16 of us, I think, on Christmas Day um so that was incredible plus western australia had their borders closed for three years so even though i was in the country Mm -hmm. the last two years i wasn't able to see either one of my parents yeah so that was huge i got to see everybody it's been awesome and i get to go back next week for a couple weeks so i'm excited about that
0: that's awesome are you still enjoying managing
1: i'm loving managing i'm learning so much it's not just i mean there's so much to managing that that you just don't realize it's, it's just people. You're just managing people with 25, 24 different personalities you got to deal with every single week. And it's, it's, I love it, but it's, it's also hard. It's not, it's not certainly not a walk in the park.
0: Obviously you like knew the game of baseball really well, right? I mean, three ten career ERA, but how much like more (laughs) have you learned about like the game and strategy? Like how much has managing just kind of opened your eyes to things?
1: Honestly, the baseball side of it hasn't changed. I still, you, know, you get in certain situations, it's almost like blackjack. It's like you you get in a situation and you know what you're really supposed to do. You can mm-hmm. kind of try and outsmart people, but in the long run, you pretty much play by the book. It's the personality part of it. It's the okay. it's the having to tell a guy that he hasn't made the roster. It's it's uh, it's that part of it that like, I've never had to do that before. I've always been everyone's friend. Like, ah, man, sorry, sorry. The manager told you that. Um, yeah. You know I, i've got your back yeah whereas now i'm the guy having to tell someone that they haven't made the roster and why and and explain it and it's 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 different i'm the guy making the decisions on who comes in you know from from the bullpen it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's been it's been awesome it's been really cool the team the team has in a word probably underperformed if i'm being honest we've been hit with some some you know injuries and and covered for a little while and then Guys just, and here's the thing, we, we played like this last weekend, we played two games, sorry, four games in, in the span of 20 something hours.
0: Probably even less than that, the way that you explained it to me.
1: Yeah, we had a three o'clock on a Saturday, a seven o'clock on a Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Sunday and a two o'clock Sunday. So yeah, you're right. It was, it was pretty quick. Yeah. So if, if you're a hitter and you're not feeling it for a couple of days, it's not like you get to play every day it's you've got to you've got to try and concentrate it into these two days and if you you're having a bad run then that's just what you got to go mm-hmm. with so um it's you know we as i said to you i've learned so much that we're going to carry into next year um yeah. we have a it looks like we, we're going to miss the playoffs unless we can win out we're going to miss the playoffs so uh which is the first time in a, in a while which is frustrating but mm-hmm. i'm just pumped with how much I've learned and I I can come back and take control of of a few more things next year.
0: Yeah. When, when does that regular season end?
1: Uh, 22nd of January.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then the playoffs will run until the 5th of February.
0: And how long will you stay in Australia?
1: I leave on the 7th of February. Okay. So for anybody on who's tracking my flight, you know, you can come and meet me at the airport and give me a welcome home right
0: maddie but how's everything going at john boy there's like a ton ton of stuff going on over there
2: everything is good a lot of 2023 planning currently in the works um mm-hmm. but overall the ship is moving or i should say the speedboat is moving it's flying yeah everything is looking good
0: that's wonderful that's wonderful hey peter yes where's carlos correa gonna end up
2: uh Atlanta Braves
0: hey Maddie where's Carlos Correa gonna end up
2: um the Japanese League
1: wow yeah
2: that's a a joke (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) that's the
1: NPB yeah I don't honestly why has the is the Mets thing done can we say that it's done now I don't think it's I don't think it's done either
0: I don't think it's I don't think it's done yet. I still think that's likely where he ends up, but when I say likely, I think it's like a 60% chance. So yeah. like a little more than half. Mm-hmm. But like what what is I don't know, man. What's his, what is his contract gonna look like that he gets? Like still the high AAV, but like for five or six years. And I don't know, man. It's it's a saga to follow along with. It's freaking wild. I don't know if saga. Just just so I'm clear.
1: Just so I'm clear he failed the first physical because of his back and he failed the second physical because of his ankle.
0: I don't think it was his back why he failed the first physical. Oh, but I think his back had been bothering him last year. So a lot of people thought that it was his back. Okay. But then there were a lot of people making jokes that he hurt his back from carrying the team. So I don't know if those back, if those back uh, problems were a joke or not, but um, you know, I'm not an AL gal um but yeah that's that's going to be wild to follow along with also pete uh yes. on a more somber note yes um liam, liam hendrix
1: yeah that was uh obviously blindsided everybody yesterday um but he's a if one thing we know about liam is he's a fighter mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean you read it in his in his posts he's going to be back stronger than ever but yeah what a punch in the face that was yeah um, have you
0: been able to talk to him yet
1: i texted with him yesterday just a quick i know he's going to be getting mm-hmm. crushed with messages so i just threw a text message to him and he responded and uh in typical liam fa- fashion hope you guys are doing great you know like
0: yeah
1: with <laughs> doesn't matter about us big fella it's about you right yeah. now so yeah it was, but uh shout out to him and his wife yeah and their cats um he'll be uh he'll be back and Rick Hahn said that there's going to be no update on his playing status until at least the start of the season so everybody just calm down and have him get back healthy and he'll be back better than ever
0: yeah we're thinking of a man that was absolutely getting those notifications yesterday you just oh. hate you hate getting those yeah um so. and on a,
1: on a selfish level like I'm sitting there thinking to myself for the last couple of weeks you know oh, I wonder why Liam hasn't announced he's going to pitch for the Australian team, the WBC, you know, what's, what's he doing? And like, you never really know what someone's dealing with in the back end of their lives. So, you know, got to be conscious of that a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be thinking of him. So sad. Okay. Do you guys want to dive into the episode now that we've kind of like lollygagged? First of all, this is going to be a three person conversation. We have some news. We're changing the format of Farm to Fame um, for this upcoming year for 2023. So we want to explain to you guys what that format is going to look like. We farm to fame still exists. We're still going to have episodes. We're just going to tweak the format um, a little bit. So we're pivoting to more like concentrated episodes around punchy.
1: Punchy, uh, punchy episodes. i just got the boxing punchy. thing on. So okay. I thought punching it.
0: Punchy episodes. Yeah. around our most popular times of the year so it's essentially going to involve two seasons per year we're going to have spring training season in march and then we're going to have the mlb draft season in june and july when we're doing that spring training season in march we're going to highlight the top prospects from each position so hopefully try to give you guys an understanding of who to be paying attention to who we could see coming up this year names that you need to know and hopefully get you familiar with all of the top prospects um around baseball uh, cause that's what like we want to do on our show that we hopefully have made clear over the last two years. It's like, we want you guys to know who these guys are coming up and who you're going to be cheering for and who you're going to be seeing, um, So we're going to really concentrate on that. And then when we do the MLB draft season, we're going to preview and recap the MLB draft. We might be talking to some of the draft prospects um, and just really getting you guys. Yeah, Pete, teaser. Um, We might be uh, we'll just be getting you guys prepared um, for names to be paying attention to. We'll probably recap some of the college seasons a little bit. Um, so each season is going to have up to 10 episodes. And then we're also going to have like bonus one-off episodes throughout the rest of the year. If we have different guests who want to come on, um, like when we had our Reggie Crawford episode, like if guys like that, um, reach out and want to come on, or if there's somebody that we make a connection with and we want them to come on, like, we still want to be able to bring you guys those conversations and those personalities where you can get to know those guys, um, on a deeper level. And, um, if you guys. I'm assuming that you follow John boy media on um, farm to fame. If you saw like those rapid fire interviews that I did last year um, with some of the, I mean, we got some really cool guys on there. Um, We're going to be doing that with prospects as well. So make sure you guys are looking out for that on our social media, Pete, Maddie. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Anybody want to toss anything in there?
1: No, you nailed it. Yeah,
2: that was really well said.
1: Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I'm excited for the new format. Not that I haven't enjoyed seeing you guys every single week for the last two years.
0: Sad, yeah.
1: But, you know, there comes a time when changes need to be made.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a little bit easier for us. Um, obviously, hey. Peter and I, what, Pete? For,
1: for Maddie too.
0: Yeah. but right, we- No,
1: sorry, he's right above me. Yes. I'm pointing at
0: we are always trying to finesse um obviously peter and i are on two different broadcast teams and i work out on the west coast and peter and maddie are on the east coast so um always just trying to like get that every single week around um our game schedules and our travels um is always interesting and maddie has always been up for the challenge but um, we're still going to be here. We're still going to have our social channels and, uh, you, you ain't getting rid of your favorite Aussie. No, you're not Can't getting rid of them.
1: Can't be done. Can't okay. Be
0: done.
1: So, you're going to, you're going to have a weekly LSU update or you're just going to keep it to the, the bi-weekly.
0: <laughs> I, um, the top prospect in the draft, which we're about to talk about is an LSU guy. Is um, he? Yeah. The number four guy in the draft is an LSU guy, projected draft prospect. Um They're going to be good this year, Pete. Are and they? Boy, would I freaking love to get you down to Alec Box in Baton Rouge to experience some real college baseball.
1: Can I just give you a, so when I first came over here back in the 1996 yes. area of – it was 96. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But LSU was the team that everybody – would look to in college baseball tin bats and it was just it was just a fun time to watch the college world series it was so i'm i'm very fond and familiar of lsu baseball and i would love to get down there and my wife's from new orleans so i mean i
0: always forget that
1: there's like a ties there
0: yeah that's like something Uh, i always say i like I just want to get down there so bad to go to to another baseball game. Like when I was a student, I didn't miss a single football game, went to a ton of baseball games and I just haven't been back. And like, it's so much, it's just a different world. Anyway, you started that conversation.
1: What happens if you go back? Do they like, do they like, Oh my God, Kelsey wing here. And do they like (laughs) open up the the gates and you run on the field, hold the flag or something?
0: I have not pulled. I think I have like, Two tickets, right? Where I can like message someone and be like, hey, I want to come down and like get set up. And I haven't used them yet. Okay. But I I I'm trying to pick and choose. I went to a Bama game a couple of years ago and that was cool, but um like football, but
1: I'm hope I hope Casey doesn't get offended when I take his ticket.
0: (laughs) I think (laughs) I don't think you'd have a hard time us getting you tickets. Um Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go quickly over the top prospects that are coming up in the 2023 draft. College baseball season is about to start. Normally opening weekend for college baseball is Valentine's day weekend, February 14th weekend. I don't know if that's what it is this year. I'm assuming that's what it is this year. Is it but, cold. yeah.
1: Like do they play in snow and stuff? Yeah. That's I mean, really early to not be in Florida yeah. or Arizona. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But Uh yeah, their season usually starts second week of February. Um, So these are some guys that you're going to be hearing about a lot this college baseball season and ultimately be hearing about them um, in the MLB draft coming up in July. So I'll start. Okay. Okay. So the top draft prospect of 2023 is Dylan Cruz. Louisiana State University outfielder. He's 20 years old. Okay. In 2022, played in 62 games. Remember, SEC West, one of the best college baseball conferences in all the land. He hit three forty nine, with 11 doubles, four triples, 22 home runs, 72 RBI, five stolen bases, 42 walks to 56 strikeouts. An eleven fifty three OPS, and he was named Co SEC Player of the Year in twenty twenty one. He led all. He led the SEC with hundred and sixty three total bases. He set LSU freshman records for eighteen home runs. This is a guy who is a complete bat, a complete player. Quick bat speed with plus power. He handles his zone well. Chases some change ups. Um, good outfielder. I mean, he can be a good center fielder. If not, they can move him to right. I'm very curious. So, if he played in sixty two games. 62
1: over 162. Have there been any comps thrown out there,
0: Maddie? I
2: haven't seen anything specific. Is this how you then, do
0: that math equation?
2: Oh my goodness, don't
1: ask me. My daughter's doing fractions right no, now. Put and the 22 fractions. at the top.
0: Put, put the 22 at the top, he said.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so I do 162 times 22. Divided by sixty-two.
1: You, we've made it very clear we're not a math pod, a if I that did
0: time. that math correctly, him hitting twenty-two home runs over a sixty-two game season would be equivalent, whatever word you want to use, to hitting fifty-seven home runs in a one hundred and sixty-two game seasons. Yeah,
1: don't miss the half.
0: Yeah. So, um, that's so.
1: If you're a betting a person, bet so. the over on fifty homers. Yeah in his first year.
0: Um, so yeah, he'll be excited to follow follow along with. That's the top prospect.
1: The number 2 projected prospect is Chase Doolander. what a name, Tennessee right-handed pitcher, 21, said to be the best college pitching prospect since Garrett Cole and mm-hmm. Steven Strasburg. So those two turned out to be okay if you go back and look at the record books. His 2022 stats 16 games, 79 innings, a 2.3 ERA, only 13 walks to 108 Ks, and he went 10-0. Seventh best K-to-walk ratio in NCAA Division One wow. last year's season. His fastball peaks at 99, but he sits around 95 to 97, which is feels normal now, by the way. Uh, his elite swing and miss rate, which is what everybody looks for, managers including. Did Secondary pitch is a mid-Ali slider, but just tops out at 91 miles. Guys, this is making me throw up. My fastball was an average of 90. If you look at my Twitter bio, and these guys are throwing sliders and change-ups at 90. It right worked. So it
0: worked, though, Pete. 310. It did
1: work. It did work. You're right. Uh, and he does have a upper 70s curveball and a upper 80s change-up. So he's got everything from 78 to 99. So tough guy to swing at, and that's why you get the big swing and misses. But holy cow, Chase Doolander. Good name, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, staying in the FCC, duh. Wyatt Langford, out of Florida, an outfielder. He's 21 years old. In 2022, he played in, wow. Hmm. He, wow. Okay, so 66 games for Wyatt. 356 average, which was better than our friend Dylan Cruz nine doubles, three triples, 26 home runs, which is better than our friend Dylan Cruz, 63 RBI, seven stolen bases, 36 walks to 44 strikeouts. Not as good as Dylan Cruz an 1166 OPS. He tied the Gator record and led the sec with 26 home runs last year. This guy has five tool potential. Um, his strength is going to make him a power hitter, but he has well above average speed as well. um, he played third base and catcher in high school, but left field for every game in Florida in 2022. And this is a guy who we could see move up to getting drafted number one or number two overall. Um, SEC man,
1: it's nuts Wild. to look at these
2: numbers. By the way,
0: yeah,
1: we're going to move down to number six on the projected list. Max
2: yes. Clark. I think I skipped Kelsey's second LSU guy.
0: And I I just want to note that the two guys that you skipped were also SEC guys. Mm -hmm. So the top five draft prospects are all coming out of the SEC.
2: And then we have after that, it's two high school guys, and then Vanderbilt, Grand Canyon, Florida.
0: Man, I feel like we usually see a high school kid up at least one in the top five, no?
1: Usually. Usually a high school shortstop, yeah. 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 Yeah, they're uh, not
0: even high school shortstops that are – okay, sorry, go on.
1: Max Clark, <laughs> Franklin Community High School, speaking of high school kids, center fielder and a left hander pitcher, so a two-way guy. This is what's going to be interesting to see as what I'm going to really be paying attention to is because I think that in America – if you're a two-way guy, you sort of have to choose when you get to this level. You have to decide yeah. which way you want to go when you go to college or when you get to the Pro Bowl. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see whether some teams will allow guys to do both if they think the potential is there. Anyway, uh, highest ranked high schooler in draft rankings. Verbal commit to Vanderbilt. Pretty decent school. His 2021-2022 junior year stats. 25 games played with a 577 average. That's right. Eight doubles. 2 triples, 9 home runs, 32 RBIs, 22 stolen bases, 31 walks, and only 3 strikeouts.
2: That's a one. Why are you laughing? That's insane. Those those numbers are ridiculous. 3Ks, you kidding me? Yeah. The 1.84 OPS, he had a
1: 966 fielding percentage in the outfield. He also threw 16 innings to a 0.44 ERA, gave up 2 hits, 5 runs, 1 earned run, 2-0 and record, 8 walks, and 39 punch outs. Strong athletic build, 6'1", 190. Just to give some reference, I was foot 175 when I was that age. Uh, plus runner, top-ranked lefty bat with gap, gap power, projected strength, was going to get 20 homers easy, and he throws 97. So he's basically wow. Shohei Otani.
0: 97 as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. I always take high school numbers with a grain of salt because like the guys like this who are really good are just going to tear up on every single person that they play. But the fact that he's throwing – I pay more attention to, especially when it comes to pitching to velo for high schoolers, probably because I'm married to a high school pitching coach. Um, but yeah, if I mean, you're that's... pumping
1: 97, it's and you're like short of the, I guess the the representative tournaments and 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 yeah. travel ball stuff. You're not going to see that every day.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't even gotten his man man strength yet. This dude's 18 years old.
1: <sighs> I'm so glad I played when I did.
0: Okay. Um, Moving down to number eight, we're skipping over another high school outfielder. Um, We move to Enrique Bradfield. He is a outfielder at Vanderbilt. He's 21 years old. He was the fastest player in the 2020 draft, um, but decided to go to Vanderbilt. So in 2022, in 62 games, he hit 317 with 10 doubles, five triples, eight home runs, 36 RBI, 46 stolen bases. He was never caught stealing. 46 stolen mm-hmm. bases and was not caught stealing one time. Um, you're going to really like this. 41 walks to 40 strikeouts. How often do we see a guy who has more oh, walks yeah, well. than strikeouts? A 913 OPS. Um, he had an eight. My gosh. He had an 86, 86 walks to 82 strikeouts in his first two seasons as well. Uh, that is Insane. And you pair that with his speed saying that he was the fastest guy in the 2020 draft. Um, In 2021, he led the NCAA in stolen bases with 47 and he won SEC freshman of the year. So obviously this is a guy who has elite speed. Mm-hmm. Um, his defense is giving him Kenny Lofton comp- comps. Um, a little sneaky pop. We say that eight home runs, um, but focuses more on contact and speed. a 433 OBP and two Vandy seasons Um, so those are some guys you're going to be hearing them you're going to be hearing about them a lot in this college baseball season we're going to hear about them a lot and talk about them a lot leading up to the draft but those are some guys to keep your eyeballs on yeah
1: does the college baseball season finish so is it there's kind of carryover right into the into the playoffs and some guys when does it finish can we look that up
0: um i'm looking it up right now okay so in 2022 the college world series began on june 16th to um and ran through june 17th but remember they pushed the draft back they, right. the draft used to be
1: right around the usually
0: time. during super regionals um which i mean i was it's it's tough. I mean, I remember when I was in, I was in college and LSU was playing OU in super regionals and um, there were some guys, there was a rain delay and there the had ended that day. And there were some guys who didn't get drafted who were expecting to get drafted and rain delay. They have to go into the locker room and like reality sets in that they didn't um, get drafted. Huh. And then they have to go back out there and finish the game and, you know one of the teams obviously lost so it's like all of your dreams and like that span just so anyway they pushed the draft back to july and now there is no overlap um with the college world series in the draft
2: right yeah specifically this year college world series is june 25th and 26th mlb draft starts july 9th okay so that okay now that makes
1: that's good I'm glad we I'm glad we were able to clear that up because, that, and plus the last two years have been so strange with everything being shifted yeah. around all over the place. So okay, good.
0: Yeah, um, but there are some there are some guys that we want to throw throw out there that are kind of like our top pick dark horses for the season. So there was Joe mm-hmm. Doyle. Um, he works for Prospects Lives. He made a list of some of those guys who can shoot up in the draft rankings over the next six months. So if you look at the last three seasons, a top two pick. Has shot up. So there was Heston Kurdstad, which I always have trouble saying. Well his done. Name. Did I do that? I would right? have um, definitely. I,
1: I would have definitely pronounced the J. Is he I think Arkansas?
0: It's think so. Arkansas. Um, uh, anyway, in January, so the month that we are in, he was projected to go around thirtieth overall that year. He ended up being drafted second overall. Henry Davis um who mm-hmm. we've talked about a bunch in January around this time of year he was projected to go around 20th overall he was drafted first overall in 2021 and then of course this year's top drafty Jackson Holiday was you just got
1: engaged right yes
0: he has a good-looking girlfriend i know that, um they were like awkwardly sitting directly behind the camera while we were playing the Marlins um he was projected to go forty fifth overall, and just freaking seven months later, he was drafted first overall. Um, what do you
1: think? Do you think that's a, do you think that's on the people that do the lists in January, or do you think that's on his? He's just because I can't imagine that he showed that much improvement in six months that he went from forty fifth to number one.
0: I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, I think that there's always, <coughs> I think they're underestimated they they perform really well and then i think yeah. that there's sometimes that guys are more okay getting drafted by organizations than other guys are like i think teams know that they can get this i don't know how to explain what i'm saying does a lot of that
1: go on does a lot of that so i i i would assume that if you're going to be in the top 10 pick and the pirates have the first pick and the dodgers have the seventh pick you'd be like, oh, look, I'll be honest with you. If you let me go to seven, there's more of a chance that I'll sign with you than there is that I'm not going to go to college.
0: Guys care about organizations. Like that was something when Matt Holiday, I, I mean, I told the story a while ago, we had him on our broadcast, the, the game that his family was sitting directly behind the camera well in, in Miami. And Matt was saying that in these team meetings with organizations who are not winning, and don't necessarily have a clear path. He was asking them like, what is your plan? What, if my son's going to be in this organization, I want to know that he's going to be in an organization that's eventually going to be trying to win. So like, what is your game plan Mm. with where you're taking this organization? And he was really, really um, blunt and direct with these, with these teams that he wants his son to be an organization who wants to win. Um, And I think that there are some conversations, obviously I've never sat in on a draft conversation, but I think, I mean especially hearing him talk about that those those kinds of conversations do happen and um
1: well it makes sense if you're going to be in the big leagues for 10 years you want to be somewhere where it's going to be competitive you don't want to drag your feet and and just yeah. show up and 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 get a number you want to yeah. you want get some rings
0: yeah so here are two guys um that we could see shoot up um, mm-hmm. from that article that Joe Doyle wrote. Do you want to lead it off? I want sure. to hear you Jack, say
1: this. Jack Hurley.
0: Yeah, just thought you'd say that last name real nice.
1: Jack Hurley, Virginia Tech outfielder, 20 years old, ranked 37 on the draft board right now. 2022 stats in 58 games, hit 375, 23 doubles, one triple, 14 home runs, and 55 stakes, 10 stolen bases and 32 walks to only 51 k's with a 1.1 ops he's got really really good back to ball skills and raw power which makes him five tool capable and he can play all three outfield positions so look for him and jack hurley. hurley
0: um okay kyle teal he's a virginia catcher He's 20 years old. He's ranked 28th on the draft board currently. He withdrew from the 2020 draft to honor his Virginia Tech commitment. In 2022, remember, he's a catcher. 58 games, which is a full season. Um, Hit 276 with 12 doubles, three triples. Three triples as a catcher. Um, Six home runs, 45 RBI, three stolen bases. What's up, wheels? Um, 41 walks to 36 strikeouts. And an 841 OPS, Uh, good average and power. He's gotten stuck in between being a good hitter with some pop or a pure power guy. Um, he has obviously extreme athleticism, especially for a catcher. His plus arm allows him to play the outfield as well, but he also could be a good second baseman or third baseman. Holy smokes. Just put this guy anywhere on the diamond. Um, and he has a really high baseball IQ, really good leadership skills. Um, we know that organizations really, really value that, especially in, um, position like that um yeah
1: versatility is going to be the key versatility yeah, I, I honestly think that that's going to be massive moving forward in this game
0: yeah like yeah I can catch I can play the corner I can play middle infield I can play the outfield okay yeah um there's one more thing that I wanted to randomly talk about and it's the WBC because that's Oof. coming up are you freaking fired up Pete
1: I am fired up yeah. I am fired up it's Honestly, it's, it's one of the most fun tournaments to watch. Um, and for a country like Australia, just to give you the perspective, it's really important that, that we win a game. Obviously our goal is to get through to the next round. And unfortunately we haven't been able to do it yet, but as long as we win one of the games in our pool, that means that we are guaranteed not having to qualify and we get to come back to the next WBC. So for right now we have the Czech Republic We have China, we have Korea and we have Japan as well as obviously Australia in our pool. So the goal needs to be to beat the Czech Republic, to beat China and to try and beat one of either Korea or Japan, which is going to be a tough ask. But it's just in tournament play, anybody can beat anybody. You look at Team Israel, you look at, you know, you look at Colombia. Colombia had a good running against uh, the eventual champions uh, last WBC. So it's it's you have a starter that's that's on that day we faced jason grilly in the first ever jason game grilly, that, that australia played in the wbc back in 2006 and he threw a nine inning complete game against us so we just had no chance and that was he was pitching for italy we look, we went into that tournament thinking okay we match up pretty well with italy well when italy brings in mike piazza and jason grilly we don't match up very well anymore mm-hmm. so it's it can really be fascinating and it's a it's a true test to see Japan have got guys coming out of everywhere that throw a billion and every one of their top guys that are playing in the States have signed up to play for their team. So it's, it's, it's going to be really, really fun, man.
0: Well, you talk about Australia having to beat Korea or Japan. I'm looking at, um, there are some power rankings that came out on the first. Japan's ranked number three, Korea's ranked number seven. Mm. First in the rankings, who do you think it is?
1: Um, it's got to be either Puerto Rico
0: or U.S. It's the Dominican Republic. Oh, dang. um, Let me read some of these names on this roster. And this article is dated December 14th, so I'm sure there have been some guys added to this roster since then. But just looking at position players for the Dominican Republic, Vladdy, Jeremy Pena, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Rafael yeah. Devers – um Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano, Teoscar Hernandez, Wander Franco. Those are just some of the position players. Okay, now going to starting pitchers. Sandy Alcantara, Framber Val- Valdez, Quite, okay. Christian Javier, Luis Castillo, relief pitchers, Camilo Duval, Diego Castillo, Emmanuel Classe, um, Gregory Soto, Sir Anthony Dominguez, w- Wandy Peralta. Like, stacked um number two, and
1: here's here's the crazy part too is that a lot of those guys play winter ball together still at this yeah. at like so they they're they're already played as a team before whereas the us team i'm sure team usa a lot of representatives have played together as well
0: mm-hmm. Man, yeah. keep going
1: sorry that's insane And then
0: usa is ranked second and i don't need i mean it's insane the roster that uh team usa has put together Number three is Japan. Number four is Venezuela, which I kind of want to look up that roster because I bet that one star studded too. Five is Mexico, which kind of um, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Six is Puerto Rico, seven's Korea, eight is Cuba, nine's Colombia, ten, Netherlands. Um, our friends in Australia coming in 18th out of 20 that are on the shock this the
1: world. Oh, I hear is shock the world. That's all I hear.
0: Um, but yeah, that's gonna be. Really fun to follow along with. And I believe we'll be potentially together. taping around that time. Um, yeah, we're going to be oh, together. So, um, yeah, Peter's going to have opinions on that. So that will be fun to follow along with. Is there anything else that anybody wanted to talk about before we go into Aussie Lingo?
1: I think we have covered beautifully.
0: Yep. Okay, beautifully. Peter, 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 Peter.
1: Stop me. If you've heard this one before. Mm. Ankle biter. We have. Dang it. Okay.
0: But I don't remember what it is. Okay. I'm going to say mosquitoes. And if that's correct, then just go on to the next one.
2: Not correct. Those, uh, bracelets that you wear on your ankle. Mm. Anklets. <laughs> you not An ankle biter
1: glasses. is a small or young child. When we use it in the sentence, mm, yeah. go and grab those bloody ankle biters, will you? We're going to the shops.
0: Mm-hmm. Do kids bite ankles? I don't know if I want kids. Does that if happen? they're tiny they bite your ankles?
1: They don't bite your ankles. They bite everything else.
0: righty guys. We love y'all. Thank you, you for um all of the support. We're still here. Um we love you guys. Farm on this isn't
1: Sprite, by the way. Just in case I've had this isn't this is water that I've filled up in a Sprite bottle. So just mm. I'm not just pounding Sprite <laughs> during the whole episode. At nine o'clock in the morning in Australia, by the way.
0: It is 5.15 here. All righty, guys. Farm on. Farm often. We love you guys. See you later.